You have selected criminal cases. Hello. Hi. I just had one. I've had one sip of coffee this morning, so <laughs> please bear with me as I wake up. Yes, I did shower. It did not wake me up. I've had a bit of a time this morning. Last night, I uh, went out for dinner and drinks with Katie. And we were there for like four hours, like catching up because I haven't seen her in a lot, my friend from high school. And I haven't seen her in a long time, so we were there just like... I was like, sure, mint mojito, sure, watermelon meal, sure, <laughs> beer. And now this morning, my... Uh, Your body's like, mm, oh, word? My bathroom trips were uh, questionable. <laughs> I'm not going to give any more details than that. I will let everyone else in their late 20s or early 30s fill in the blanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> was it worth it? Yes. That's the only thing that I'm like regretting terribly is now my tum tum is like <laughs> fuck you yeah so i am trying to eat and maybe have coffee and yeah it's fine how are you i am good i am i went from our quietest station to our busiest second busiest station and i'm a lot happier because there's more stuff going on so i'm there all month and then i'm at our other busiest station next month and those two are my favorites so I'm excited about that. Although I do start paramedic school at the end of August, and maybe then I will have different feelings about how fucking busy I am. Um, but that's okay. We'll get yeah. there when we get there. Yeah, we'll cross that bridge, etc. And this weekend, I am finishing up my open water certification. Oh, yeah. So I'll be a certified scuba diver. Because I'm trying to get Don't a spot on our dive rescue team on my department. Unless you are Ellie with her certification. <laughs> Nailed it. No notes. Absolutely no notes. Um, I have two announcements. One is an embarrassing anecdote. Yeah. One is something cool that has happened for the podcast. I'm going to start with a cool thing for the podcast, I think. Um, Sinisterhood Podcast followed us on fucking Twitter. And that's really cool. Because they're literally the reason why we exist as a show. To, to, we went to see them live recently. Yes. Yeah, we did. And uh, during grievance time, I raised the grievance about my male coworkers blowing up my bathroom while I'm not there. Yeah, I hope that they publish the episode so that we can... Tag ourselves. Yeah, I guess. I know, <laughs> I'm whatever, like, I don't know what are we going to do. The like, we're not going to do anything. Um, real quick before you get to the embarrassing personal anecdote. Oh my God. I have so many, I know. I've been sitting on this one for, like, two weeks now. <laughs> I went to work, and someone had... They hadn't blown up the toilet, but someone had been shaving in my bathroom and left their little beard hairs oh, all over the gross. sink. Why did they do that? So I, I, I was like, these guys forget that I worked an office job for seven years, and they're underestimating my bitchy sticky note game. My per, per my last sticky note. So I picked... <laughs> I, I took a piece of scotch tape, and I picked up all the little beard hairs with the scotch tape, put the scotch tape on a sticky note, and wrote to whoever has been shaving in the woman's bathroom, you forgot these, uh-huh. and left it up for the culprit to find. And then I sent a picture of it on Snapchat to a bunch of other coworkers so that everybody knows that I'm a bitch, even the coworkers that aren't at that station. I feel like cleaning up after yourself is um, simple etiquette. Right. And it's, I don't think you're being a bitch. Uh, yeah, all my coworkers <laughs> who I sent the Snapchat to were, were like, damn, even if they were in their own bathroom, that would be like, we would yeah, be like, would be come gross. on, dude. Yeah. I don't know why, like, 
I've been impressed by the people who are, I don't know, guys who I would not expect to identify as feminists, but who clearly get it. Yeah. Like my one coworker who called out the lieutenant who found the underwear on the lobby yeah, yeah, floor, yeah, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. we both knew it wasn't mine. Or yeah, a couple yeah. of the guys who I've told about, like, dudes keeping secret lockers in the women's locker room. Mm-hmm. A couple of them have, like, volunteered to clean them out for me because they know that I don't want to stick my neck out. And they'll be like, just show me and I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's nice when people... I don't know. I identify as a feminist. I like that as a shorthand. You know, I vibe with a lot of other people who identify as feminists, unless they're like TERFs or some yeah. kind of weird, shitty, fake feminist. Look at you, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> um, but also it's nice to find, it's also nice to find surprise feminists is where I'm going with surprise this. Surprise feminists. <laughs> oh, that is a nice surprise. <laughs> there can be many bad surprises when working with mostly men. Um, <laughs> That is a nice one. That is a nice one. Yeah. We love that for me. We love that for you. Love that for the department as well, because that means people are looking out for other people. Yeah. Like, victims and such. That's pretty cool. But yeah, fuck these people that keep fucking up your locker room. Nasty. (laughs) So gross. Embarrassing anecdote time. Oh my god. Okay. Hello, everyone. I went to a 4th of July party on guess when the 4th of July and um, we didn't do anything patriotic we just it was just an excuse to get everyone together because most people had the day off and uh, it was Robbie's group it was my partner's group of friends so I am eight white claws deep and uh, after a swim they had like one of those like set up things that are four feet deep but not you know what I'm talking about yeah made of like it's not like a kiddie pool like made of like hard plastic but it's one that you can set up and take yeah but it's not like a fixed above ground pool. okay okay so we um swam in that had a good time um now I need to change into my dry clothes which sounds simple enough unless you're eight white claws deep and you haven't really had anything to eat yet so She's looking at it like, ma'am. I think it was more like six. I think I'm exaggerating. But I had been, like, snacking, and I was like, woo. <laughs> You're like, I need a meal. Yeah, I was like, man, I'm so glad that, like, after I put these dry clothes on, the things that we've been grilling will be done, and I will eat and soak up some of these white claws. Yes. Anyway, so their bathroom has a door... Not a door knob, but a door handle. Okay. Is that the best way I can describe it? You know, it like... You, yeah, okay. It's it's not a typical door. You don't turn it. You just like... Yeah, you press you press down on the... It's like a handle that you grab, <sighs> like, kind of... The, that I associate with exterior doors, because that's the kind that my parents had on their front door growing up. Yeah, but it's harder to open than that. Or easier to open than that, rather. Because okay. it's just like... Um, this house was like renovated by the former owner and he was like Mr. DIY. So it was like really, it's like really easy to open this. And I, perhaps because I'm an only child, didn't lock the door behind me when I went to change. Oh, babe. Um, oh no, it gets, I know what you're thinking. It's not that it's worse. (laughs) Um, so I'm I'm putting my pants on or my shorts on. I am Winnie the Pooh in it, as the kids say. 
Um, Donald Duck in it. As yeah. Say. <laughs> well, no, because I had a, yeah, <laughs> that's true. They're both, wow, they're both pantsless. Yeah. Aren't they? But he comes, oh, yeah, because I remember, like, hearing people be like, why does Donald Duck, like, come out with a towel, like, covering everything? He doesn't even wear pants. Yeah. And that was, like, a big deal. Anyway, okay, so I um, naturally was also wet, and my feet were a little wet, so I slipped. Oh, no. And grabbed the door handle to support me and opened the door (laughs) and just this Winnie the Pooh in it, 31-year-old, just, like, (laughs) fell to the ground in front of God and everybody. Well, okay, it was literally only two people, but it was literally the two people I know the least at that party. (laughs) So I was like, great. It was my friend's cousin and her husband. And luckily my friend's cousin is in healthcare, so she's seen a hoo-ha or two in her time (laughs) that isn't hers. And I was just like, oh my God. I like wasn't even like, I was like, sorry, I slipped. And I was like, not even, I was just like so focused on like closing the door that I didn't even like cover up, you know, my lady bits or anything. And I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then I like went to drunkenly explain to my partner what had just happened. And he like did not seem phased by it at all and did not realize how much of a big deal it was. Oh, man. And the host behind me is like, yeah. It was, she was like, it was just my cousin and her husband, though, so that's good. And I'm like, I would rather it just be my boyfriend that saw me do that. Or nobody. Or nobody. <laughs> or nobody. So that is how I embarrassed myself re- most recently. Thank Actually, you, so you know what? Listening. I think my husband seeing it would be better than nobody because... Yeah. Especially if I'm drunk, that'd be very funny to yeah. me. And I'd almost be a little bit put out if nobody saw it. <laughs> but if my husband saw it, I'd be like, did you fucking see that? That was hysterical. Dude, it all happened so fast, but also so slow <laughs> at the so same hilarious. time. It was like space no. and time. Like, yeah, you're like falling in slow-mo, but your hoo-ha is out like way, <laughs> way faster than you expected. Yeah, she was. Uh... Yep. She was out and about, all right. I had a call recently for this lady who slipped and fell in her bathroom, and she was yelling out for help for God knows how long before her neighbors heard and called 911, and we had to break down her door because she had deadbolted it shut, and she just, like, fallen and hit her head, and she, you know, uh, by this point, she said that she had been on the floor for, like, a day, so she was dehydrated, so we took her in to the hospital. But then all of her neighbors and friends on her floor who were worried about her came pouring in, and this, and there was this cop there also, like as backup to us, God knows why. Oh, and he yeah. was completely useless. Like we were hoping he would keep these neighbors out because it's mm. like your friend has been on the floor for a day, yeah. her entire hoo ha is out, yeah. and you're all just like peeking your heads in here, like, "Are you okay? She's my friend. I want to know. Get out." Yeah. Uh, be like, if this were you, would you want your friends like watching no. you be hauled away in the no, ambulance? I would not. No, I'd be like, you know, feed my cat. Call me later. Y'all don't need to be a part of this. Oh, my captain was so pissed. The only pussy you need to worry about is my cat. Please feed it. Yeah. Do not look at me. My captain was like, what the flying fuck was he there for if he was letting God and everybody come in and looky-loo at their poor neighbor? Yep. I do love all the nicknames that I've heard. Looky-loo is an obvious one. Looky-loo is amazing. Um, We don't say that enough, in my opinion. My old captain called people who do that the uh-oh police. You know, uh-oh, what's happening? Is everything okay? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, if you had... Uh, like, people get picked up 
especially older people, get picked up by an ambulance for all kinds of embarrassing reasons. Like, right, if you had slipped in the shower five hours ago and you shit yourself and your, you know, wife just found you, would you want me to tell your neighbors about that? Or would you want to collect your thoughts and come up with something yourself? It's like, I can't fucking tell you that. Also, HIPAA is a thing. Yeah. Um, I also had a lieutenant who called them prairie dogs because their just heads pop up, you know, <laughs> in their windows, you know, from in their doors, like in the in the windows of the person who you're trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. Our friend Rob calls them rubber knuckers, which is so great. Yeah, that's another that's another good one. Because he'll be like driving, and like something will happen, a car will be pulled over, it, or it, what looks to be like an act, like a bumper. Fender bender, bender, a bumper, bumper, bumper. <laughs> I, I was like, "That's not yeah, what I want to think of a word that rhymes with this." Um, a, a, a bumper, bumper, a bumper, thumper, a bumper, thumper. It works. It has been added to the QFF lexicon. <laughs> um, or a bumper thumper has Stupid. happened. And people are, like, slowing down for yes, no reason and, yes. like, craning their necks to look. And, and he's making like, it worse. And he's just like, bunch of fucking rubberneckers, I'll tell you what. And I'm like... Yeah, oh, yes. No, they're the worst. I, th- I like, uh-oh, police the best. Because then it is really... They're just like, uh-oh, what happened? Is everything okay? Blah, blah, Fucking get out of here. 911 is here. I'm not here to play 20 questions with you. Let me do my fucking job, Linda. <laughs> Susan. Anyway, the real police did nothing to corral the tide of uh-oh police. I am, in fact, shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, what? Oh, do I want to recap? No, I want to recap, because I have no... I do not know what's going on. Okay, we were, last week, we talked about Glenn Summerford, who um, was an interesting character. Um, He was doing petty crimes and committing bigger ones like assault and battery. um, And eventually found the lured. And after he found the lured, was... uh, became a preacher in a Pentecostal church. Snake handling, that that's right. Snake handling as its uh, big lure, as its big thing, as its big identifier. Stick, yeah. Stick. Uh, and um, we talked a bit about Pentecostalism and we talked a little bit about snake handling in our last episode for context. And now today I am going to continue on with um that story i also we ended with last week um a 911 call from a woman who said that she needed help because she had been bitten by a rattlesnake um twice that's, that's right that is where we left off okay cool so that is your recap you're welcome. <laughs> I also, I was like, quick, I was trying to scroll through our Google Docs to be like, what the heck are we talking about? Yes, yes, and they have yes. titles like, another snake murder, a big lesbian crush, question mark in parentheses, and in all caps, tomatoes? <laughs> Spoilers. Those are episodes we haven't talked about yet. I know, I just, I just, I can't imagine what tomatoes is about. All right, carry on. <laughs> I, I, in I, all caps. I know. I, 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 yeah, I have to stress, I'm not just yelling tomatoes. It is <laughs> tomatoes in all caps with a question mark after it. 
It's uh, the Veggie Tale Murders. Oh my gosh. Fucking literally, I am 30 years old, and whenever I misplace my brush, I get the Oh, Where Is My Hairbrush song <laughs> stuck in my head. It really? Did that Larry the us. Cucumber, who I must note, did not have a single hair on his cucumbery head, mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. sing when he lost his hairbrush. Yeah. Um, whenever we're in a drive thru, we sing the Cheeseburger song. Don't sing me the cheeseburger song. I don't remember it. And <laughs> I don't wish to be burdened with another VeggieTales earworm for a daily activity. Because you're la, 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 la. cheeseburger. Oh, where is cheeseburger. my hairbrush? <laughs> oh, where? <laughs> we're going to keep going. Oh, man. Okay. So. I still can't find my notes. Where the <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> On October 4th, 1991, in Scottsboro, Alabama, authorities got a frantic 911 call regarding a snake bite. They were told to go in code one. Do you know what that means? It varies by department. And um, in our department, we used to have a code system, and code one was just any EMS call. Okay, well, in their their department, I thought it was a universal thing, so leave me. Um, In their department, code one means without lights or sirens. Oh, okay. So, um... No questions asked. Uh, there weren't any street lights because it was in like a deserted. I mean, it's you're in the mountains of Appalachia. Like literally, there's nothing except snake handling, apparently. I don't and know. the aforementioned mountains. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm killing it today, man. Um, so <laughs> it's pa- like picture nothing. Add mountains and snakes. <laughs> paramedics used um, like the flashlights they had. They like arrive. They leave the ambulance because they've heard tell of this, like, frantic lady with a snake bite. They know nothing else about her condition. Like, is she standing up? Is she laying down? Is she in the house? Is she outside the house? So they leave the truck and use their flashlights. And finally, they see this woman, like, stumbling and falling and, like, crawling toward them with an obviously, um, sna- like, poisonous bite. Like, her skin is turning blue and black Ew. on her hand. And, um, her whole arm was, like, swollen up, so paramedics were like, we gotta go. Yeah, that's bad. Um, so they rushed her to the hospital, uh, but the closest hospital didn't have any antivenom, so they had to go to Birmingham, which was 89 miles away, to get the antivenom for this rattlesnake bite, even though rattlesnakes are native to the area. Yeah, I'm like, I would expect a... Part of the Maybe country that's out? pretty I rural. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. What year I, was this again? Ninety-one. Okay, I feel like more. I feel like antivenin is more kind of like widespread in those areas and readily available. Because there's like different levels of ER that you can go to, mm-hmm. like level one trauma centers, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. So mm-hmm. it might have been a new enough thing to just like have that they didn't that they only had it at like major major sure. hospitals. That makes sense. I mean, that makes sense to me. Um, I guess. I don't know how long ago antivenin was, like, You're developed. kind of relying on the fact that, like, someone with a snake bite will go seek medical attention immediately because they know, right, <laughs> that, it's that, it, that it's bad. That it's bad. To get bit by a Yes, and you need to... Yes, right? So, anyway. In the back of the ambulance... Oh, no, this is a poor choice of words. <laughs> Sorry. In the back of the ambulance, the woman is rattling off a story. <laughs> Stop! About that was not deliberate. I'm so sorry. About how her husband tried to kill her with the snake bite, and so police eventually go like the she's she's safe. By the way, they get her the medical attention she needs. She survives this attack. 
and now they're looking to investigate if this was actually true what she was saying that he deliberately was set upon her by a third party yes yeah correct so police roll up to um glenn summerford's home um and they look for anything on the property for snakes and what they find is a whole ass locked shed where they kept all the snakes. Oh, damn. Just all in the shed. I was like, what kind of snake, snake paraphernalia were they looking for? Like long, tubular, tiny sweaters? The, 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 <laughs> you know? The actual snakes themselves. <laughs> that's fair. That's um, solid. The rings that the Robin Hood snake stole from the king. <laughs> he was talking about with the gems and he has them like in his mouth. Am I yeah, thinking yes. of a weird fever dream? Did that actually happen? The the like was it a Disney or was it like it's a Disney's yeah Robin Disney's Hood. Robin Hood I think Craig likes that one where I'm, I'm like weirdly attracted to a fox yeah okay I'm glad I'm both of them also like as a child I was like wow pretty lady fox and yeah. like handsome man fox with a nice voice and then I was like these are foxes yeah you are like no no <laughs> man <laughs> man these <laughs> man these are foxes <laughs> anyway um, um I somehow didn't turn out a furry thanks Disney. I, for the record, also did not turn out a furry. <laughs> I just want to, I realized I paused for a very just, long time after you said that, and I was, like, debating if I want to say something. Despite I Disney's best efforts and all the dashing young foxes they could muster. And then you got fucking uh, Jason Bateman as the fox in Zootopia, and that was, like, a whole other thing for me. I was like, oh, another fox I'm attracted Zootopia. to. Um, okay, well... Judgy, <laughs> you're like yourself. i'm older than you and i wasn't bitch it's a good movie a- so anyway they search the shed for literal snakes um as evidence in this case and uh they collect the biggest one was a diamond back which is a poisonous sla- snake all of the snakes were confiscated since they were all potential weapons this is the first time that clarence bolt the former detective that investigated this property um had dealt with snakes um they wrangled the snakes several put out put up a fight I think they confiscated like 14 snakes from the shed. Goodness. Yeah. Um, after they wrangled the snakes, they went inside the house and he was like, the detective was like, it was kind of hard to tell if they just were not the neatest people in the world or if there had been a struggle of sorts because <laughs> sometimes was- my apartment looks like that. Yeah, too. exactly. <laughs> so also like- real quick. I want to. I wonder if these cops had any like snake catching training, or if I they just had to. Had. From the like, documentary, it sounded like they were like, I don't know, just put it in a box. I yeah, you know, like, do they have a big net or one of those hooks that no, they, they have on nature shows? They had okay. a hook. Do they point their guns at the snakes and were like, why aren't they listening? This usually works. I'm like <laughs> trying to imagine a bunch of cops like, well, fuck, this isn't. This was we didn't learn this in the academy, right? How no, no. to how to catch. Like a dozen plus dangerous snakes. No, no, they knew not to shoot when the snakes. snakes. Have home field advantage. <laughs> right, carry on. Sorry. Chapter eleven: Snakes. <laughs> like I'm just imagining the police academy. Like I did have to learn about snakes. Oh, I'm sure you for, did. Uh, it for makes EMT sense school. that you had to, but I don't I think mean, kind would. of. I, I mean, I, I guess because it's a national standard, but I yeah. had to learn about like snakes and like jellyfish and like all this other crap that I am knock on wood never going to have to deal with. I mean, you are water certified now maybe some scary <laughs> jelly michigan lake michigan cryptid thing <laughs> lake michigan man of war yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the worst kind i got bad accents so. 
But they're so polite. They like passively aggressively like bite. No, it's fine. I'll just sting somebody else. <laughs> My blinker's been on for like twenty minutes trying to sting somebody over here, but whatever. <laughs> um Okay. So here's what happens. Oh yeah. So they sorry, I had a hair in my mouth. Man, people are so blessed to have this free content. Okay. Wait, can we can we real quick have some like sapphic sex tips content? Sapphic sex tips break? Because that reminded me of something. I was reading this Reddit thread. Having a hair in my mouth? Yeah. Okay. If you're going down on a girl and you get a hair in your mouth, instead of stopping to, like, pluck it off your tongue, lick her thigh instead and the hair will come off on her thigh. And it's sexier than being like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anything is sexier than that. Wow. (laughs) That's not kink shame. There's got to be someone out there who's into... (laughs) Somebody's like, ooh, raspberries. (laughs) Anywho. My favorite... You're welcome. Sage advice. Sage. (laughs) Sagacity? Suggestions. Suggestions! That's such a much more normal word. (laughs) Dumbing it down for you since 1994. All right. My vocab went into overdrive there. (laughs) I overshot. (laughs) Um, Suggestions. So they. (laughs) Or. SSS. Oh, oh. Yes, and it's a snake episode. I was like, or what? All right, carry on. Or what? Why are you whistling through your teeth, bitch? Okay, so the apartment was so messy. Like, chairs had been knocked over. There were things strewn about everywhere. You know, it looked like my apartment did before I went on Prozac. Basically, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I can say that. Um, and so you know, it was like, it looks like a struggle had gone on between me and my depression. Hey, oh, hey, oh, stupid. Um, the wife's purse started to move, and police were like, Holy shit, is there a snake in that bag? No, this is now a ghost episode. Surprise, there's a snake in that purse. There's a snake in my purse. Um, so, like, officers, like, kind of went over to poke it with, like, the snake stick. What is that thing called? The hook thing? I don't There's know. a name for it, and I don't know. It. Snakerator. <laughs> snake wrangler. The snake snagger. Snake snagger. I'm sure now you're good with the S-words. Yep. Okay. Um, they all came back. We're good. Uh, <laughs> officers chuckled as a raccoon jumped out of her purse. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> what kind of call you're on that a raccoon jumping out of your patient's purse is, like, uh, a welcome you sigh a, real, a sigh of relief. yeah yeah it's like a, a welcome break in the action <laughs> yeah you're like oh thank god <laughs> there was just a raccoon rabies in purse. fine Whew, uh, now we're back on snake venom now we're Jesus. back on solid footing now Ooh. that there's just raccoons in people's purses um yeah so it turns out the summerfords had a pet raccoon we'll get, we'll get back to the raccoon later but yeah i had a lieutenant who kept pet raccoons Really? Really. This seems like... I work with a bunch of fucking weirdos? Yeah. No. Well. (laughs) Well. (laughs) That's not what I was going to say, but now that you mention it, I mean, probably. But I was thinking of, like, they would make terrible pets. Like, you'd have to childproof everything Everything. in your house because they're scavengers, essentially. 
Well, and also they carry a... Um, all the diseases. All of them. Yeah, they Literally ca- all of them. What's the word I'm looking disgusting. for? A parasite yeah. in their poop that will, like, turn your brain to Swiss cheese, essentially. But won't, don't cats have that, too? No. To- well, toxoplasmosis, like, doesn't really affect people except maybe pregnant people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That's more of an urban legend, but, like, oh. there is really, like, if you find, like, what's called... I think it's called, like, the technical term is, like, raccoon latrine like an area where a bunch of raccoons are like pooping and stuff, stay away because they do have a, a parasite that'll just like turn your brain like to Like instantly cheese. it'll be turned? No. Like how Hang on, I'm going gonna, gonna to quick Google this because this is insane. Okay. okay. Raccoon poop parasite dangerous. <laughs> wow, she's not even going incognito for the search or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a type of roundworm. Hang on. Huh. Balazacaris procyonis, I'm pretty sure it is. Google that. Blah, 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 blah. Raccoon roundworm is a roundworm nematode found ubiquitously in raccoons' definitive hosts. Blah, 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 blah. Signs and symptoms. Human infection has been relatively rare. Um, blah, 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 blah. But it, it, it's just kind of like a degenerative neurological thing. Like, it'll, it'll impact, like, your senses, your, like, mm. sensory motor stuff, mm-hmm. and eventually, like, paralysis and death, because it just chews through your brain. Jesus, that's terrifying. Yeah. Anywho. So, they're just had all sorts of dangerous so don't, animals. don't keep a raccoon in your purse, is what I'm suggesting, humbly. I'm gonna one-up that and say, just don't have them as pets. <laughs> I don't think... They're wild animals. Like, what? No. It's like people with... I'm going to get a lot of hay for this. I don't care. It's like people with foxes as pets, too. Like, they're cute. But they're wild animals. But they're wild animals. What is these animals? Okay. Jack is always talking about, like... I feel like a, a handful of years ago, there were a couple stories in relatively quick succession about, like, people's pet chimps attacking them or attacking their friends. Like, that one lady whose neighbor's pet chimp, like, essentially ripped her face off. Uh-huh. And it's like... Chimps are wild animals. They're very human-like. They're also so smart, but also so scary. They're super strong. Yeah. Super, they can be very dangerous and very aggressive. Like, don't, I don't know. There's a, there's a reason domestication takes so fucking long. And even then, like, still, people get attacked by cats and dogs and other domestic yeah, critters. Yeah. Don't, don't be like, I'm going to roll the dice even harder on a fucking raccoon. Don't be like, I don't know, the Egyptians did it. They could probably do it. <laughs> like a- like a fucking di- like civilization that was around for two thousand years did it, but I could probably do it and like with this rando raccoon I found <laughs> and and a WikiHow article <laughs> and YouTube. I don't know. It's fine. Um, okay, so a few days later, Glenn was arrested with charges of attempted murder on him after police had collected said evidence and the eyewitness statement of his wife, Charlie. Um. His wife claimed that she had been forced by her husband, who held her at gunpoint, to be bitten by a snake. Um, and her husband said that, Glenn, said that she got bitten by this snake deliberately and refused medical help as a way to die by suicide. So, hmm. however... I'm going, to, I'm going to tread carefully here. Um, police kind of made the argument that 
that wouldn't make sense because of the other, like, weapons and things around the property. Yeah, that if she were going to take her own life, a, a, a snake... A slow, painful snake, snake bite. bite death that she then called 911 for help with yes. doesn't Correct. make sense. Okay. Correct. Um, so... Um, as you probably imagine, the Summerfords had these snakes because they used them in religious services. There are literally tapes and tapes and tapes just of recordings of Glenn like handling these snakes and his preaching. Um, and also Darlene, his wife handling them at church. Um, there's a video of a snake on like literally on a communion table while people sing around him. And then Glenn just like picks up the snakes. Like he's like a beanie baby, which is wild to me. Um, <laughs> Darlene's like Sorry. in the background. The beanie just baby analogy is cracking me up. <laughs> He's a beanie baby. That sounds kind of cute. <laughs> we love you, like... sacred beanie baby. Spins <laughs> <laughs> it up, and the snake is like, "I love you too." <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, I think snakes are cute. I think snakes are cute too. Jack and I were thinking about getting a pet snake, and then we were busy like wedding planning, and it's like, then Jack was like, "Should we put a snake on the wedding registry? Would that be weird?" Yes. We did not put the snake on the wedding registry. Anywho. (laughs) Why is that one gift on the gift table hissing? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine your mom seeing that registry? (laughs) Like, she was already... (laughs) Oh, my God. My mom was already driving me nuts about my registry. Like, I see you put, you know, plates on there. Don't you want our old plates? No! I'm sorry. Quick sidebar, because this drove me insane. (laughs) My whole life. It's fine. I have, like, no notes. Keep filling. My whole life, my parents have been, like, anytime I talked about getting something for myself, for my house, my parents would be like, here, take our old hand-me-downs instead. And I'm like, well, I don't want old hand-me-downs. And they're like, well, you're at the age where you got to be using hand-me-downs. And then one day when you get married, you can put whatever you want on the registry and then other people will buy it for you. Like, don't spend your limited funds on stuff that we have. Yeah. You know, and that we're storing and we're getting old and we don't want to store this stuff forever. So whatever. Which made sense at the time. Yeah. But then it's my literal wedding registry and my parents are trying to replace things on my registry with hand-me-downs. And I'm like, no. (laughs) With their old junk. Yeah. I'm like, I've been waiting 30 years for people to say, well, you know, these are the fucking, you know, uh, placemats I want. I don't believe in placemats. I didn't put any on my wedding registry. Don't send me placemats. You know, (laughs) these are the placemats or whatever that I want. If if you don't get me these, I don't want them. This is what's on my registry. You know, get on board or get out. You know, my mom is like, what if we gave you our old placemats? I'm like, stop. Yeah. Anywho, it's fine. We're fine. It's fine. We're fine. The day is over. We're good. We're moving on. Ooh. Good speeches at that one. You can send me a snake, say. though. Yeah, great speeches. Um. Okay. So... The police chief said, quote, I think people that live up on the mountain tend to take care of their own problems, end quote. <laughs> Which, I don't know, man. It can be said for a lot of places that don't really want police meddling. Yeah. Or standing in the way of trying to get someone out of the shower and carrying them to the hospital. Prosecution painted Glenn as a vicious man in this crime and, that, and said that he could later write it off as an accident um, since his wife was such an expert handler and there's literally like footage of her handling these snakes just fine. Yep. So on the Friday after she was bit, uh, Darlene alleges that he wouldn't let her go to the doctor. Um, then the next day when he was like, this initial bite isn't working. If you believe, if you are siding with Darlene's side of things, 
um, he was like, this initial snake bite is taking too long. And so he stuck her hand in the cage again, and she got bit a, a second time. Or if you're a millennial listening to this, a second time. <laughs> I was like, why is my brain doing this? <laughs> Talitha Lovin is the court reporter of the case. And it was really cool because, like, she showed her, like, stenography notes, like, what they look like. And then, like, read them. And I was like, how does that mean that? Yeah. I was like, this is so cool. Stenographer shorthand is wild. Yeah, it's so wild. It's so cool, though. Um, but she read um, some of the, reviewed some of the notes for the documentaries, uh, quoting, um, testimony as saying quote he started screaming and hollering and accusing me of running around with other guys um he said that he would make it look like a suicide he grabbed me and made me go to the shed he said if i didn't pick up the snake he would shove my face in it while he held me by the hair i put my head in my cage and the snake bit me on the thumb end quote is what darling said yeah glenn summerford was convicted of attempted murder and sentenced to 99 years in prison. Damn. Since he had had... So, in Alabama, the way... The lay of the land is that you have to be sentencing if you have two prior felony convictions. Your third conviction is automatically 99 years. Jeez. So, it's automatically a life sentence, essentially. Um... So they couldn't, there's, it was out of their hands, basically. Um, so he had, I am guessing he pled, yeah, he pled not guilty, because if you plead guilty, you're going 99 years away, right? I don't know. Yeah, may as well throw a Hail Mary. Glenn, so like, this documentary is really interesting, because they found some tapes of an author that like interviewed him, and he's recorded denying everything, and making some, like, crazy accusations about other people. Um, he said that he was found guilty on account of, like, the stupid mistakes he made when he was younger, which is true, but that's, like, the law of Alabama, basically, that if you have two felony convictions, right, those assault convictions I talked about in part one, um, assault and battery. Um, he talked once again about how kids would pick on him and beat him up. Um, you know, he talked about all this stuff. He talked about... Um, the fired, which I also mentioned in part one, yada, yada, yada. Um, but then he also says that, um, so he and Darlene had a son, Marty, together. And Marty said that the pet raccoon had bit her. Like, and he did not hear anything about the snake bite thing. He is, does not believe that she's telling the whole truth about this. Um... And, you know, Glenn said Darlene was acting strange. She seemed like she was jealous that he was spending so much time at the church. And she was accusing him of running around with his um, members in his congregation. He eventually found out that Darlene was having an affair. He said he, like, saw her with another man. Um... And he says that she kept mentioning the men that she was sleeping with um, casually, including her stepsons, who were, like, underage. Ew. Like, between the ages of, like, 12 and 15, I think. 
Um, and Glenn said that she was, like, saying these things to get him to react and, like, hit her so that she could, like, report him for, uh, assault. And I was like, what? So, here's the thing. One of the sons say that this absolutely did not happen, and that is completely false. The other son says, that did happen, and I don't want to talk about it. So, freaky. Yeah, I'm like, I, there's just a lot to unpack. The documentary I watched on this, I was like, I don't even know, man. There's like, I'm like, it doesn't make sense that I'm of the thought that Glenn absolutely did this in a fit of rage and was like drinking again and, you know, did this, but like there are a lot of people that don't believe Darlene in this. Um, So Glenn also tells interviewers that um, Darlene did attempt to take her own life uh, twice before they were married as well. Um, She had a young son taken away from her because she was deemed unfit and fell into a really um, terrible depression Um, and that's when those events happened. Um, Friday, that Friday, Glenn says if she had gotten bit, he says Saturday, she went out on errands, which is true because Darlene says the same thing. She says, Saturday, we went out, we had to return a video to the video store. Oh man, 1991, what a wild time. Um, the woman at the video store looked at my arms, asked if I was okay. And I said, yes, because you know, I, I thought he would kill me if I said anything. So I didn't. That Sunday, Glenn said that they should get divorced, and that's what Glenn said, like, caused this to spiral out. Then there was, like, this whole note. So she writes a note, and it's read in court and said to be a suicide note. But I wish I... And I wish I had, like, written part of it down because they, like, read part of it in the documentary. But... Essentially, the way it was worded, where it was just like, you're, you're gonna, like, your daddy's gonna take care of you. Your daddy loves you very much. I love your daddy and you very much. Like, it was not, it didn't mention I a lot. It mentioned Glenn a lot. And not, it was atypical for that sort of letter. So, yeah. So she, Darlene says that, like, he made her write this um, with, at gunpoint. Oh, yeah. It says, don't blame daddy because I love him very much, is what the suicide note said. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, Glenn Summerford es- escaped from prison. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> this documentary is wild, man. I was like, Jesus, like, there's... Things are constantly happening. (laughs) Um, But he escaped from prison. He was found, I think, less than an hour later um, in a dumpster near the prison. And he received, I think, 30 more years to his sentence. So now he's currently serving 120 years in jail um, for this crime. He was last eligible for parole in 2021. Uh I don't think he got it. I couldn't find anything about it. Just said like, upcome, like 
attempted snake murderer up for parole in, in 2021 and, like, described the crime and, like, did not say if he gained it. I'm guessing he did not. Yeah. So that is the story of Glenn Summerford and his wife, Darlene. And if you want to see, I watch, uh, like, a two-hour documentary on this. I watched an episode of an Oxygen show. I read a couple articles. All those sources will be linked in the show notes. thoughts concerns comments questions i did that in the wrong order it's fine <laughs> she's looking at me like what are you the, uh, snake handling is just wild to me oh i forgot to look up the x-files episode i'm gonna look it up now because there was something I was gonna say you were gonna say something about the x-files yeah there was a snake handler episode my god david duchovny could get it today tomorrow and yesterday <laughs> Uh, and Julian Anderson. And both of them at the same time. I don't even care. That's right. And throwing an alien in there, too. Whatever. I won't say no. Um, yeah, people, like, keep getting attacked by snakes in weird wait, wait, places. Wait. Okay, so what's the episode? The episode is called Signs and Wonders. Signs and Wonders? Yeah. Okay. Um, this guy is attacked by rattlesnakes inside his car and killed. Um, yeah, yes. Okay. And there's these two kind of warring um, reverends, Reverend Mackey and Reverend O'Connor, who uh, Scully and Mulder talked to. And the one, Reverend O'Connor is a snake handler pastor, and of course they suspect him immediately. Uh Um, And then a member of the congregation of, a member of Reverend Mackey's congregation, so Mackey is the non-snake handler. Uh Um, She says she feels guilty that uh, because the guy who was killed by the snakes, his name is Jared called the night he died wanting to speak to his pregnant girlfriend, but Grace, but his pregnant girlfriend was already asleep. So she, the one who feels guilty, didn't want to wake her up. And now she feels bad because um, she's the one who prevented this guy from talking to his pregnant girlfriend the night Mm -hmm. he was mysteriously attacked and killed by snakes. Mm -hmm. That lady is also mysteriously attacked and killed by snakes. Uh, Mulder and Scully question the pregnant girlfriend, Gracie, and discover that she is the daughter of the snake-handling preacher and that she was banished from the congregation because she got pregnant. So they're like, oh, you killed the guy, you know, you sent your snakes to kill the guy who knocked up your daughter and you killed her roommate. Mm. Um, Obviously. Mm. Um, But, so they arrest the snake-handling preacher, but then he is attacked by a lot of snakes. Um, But he is not given antivenin because his daughter is like, no, that would go against his religious beliefs. Um, and then his wounds, like, miraculously heal. And he takes his um, pregnant daughter and flees. Um, and then they... So then Mulder and Scully find test results at the home of the boyfriend who was killed at the beginning of the episode, revealing that he's infertile. And the non-snake-handling preacher, Reverend Mackey, says, yeah, like, this, this, this baby is a product of incest. The snake-handling preacher, like, that's... The, the, the child that his daughter's carrying is his. Jesus. Um... Meanwhile, Reverend O'Connor takes his daughter back to his church and baptizes her, and she goes into labor and gives birth to live snakes. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah, yeah. So then Reverend O'Connor goes to Reverend Mackey's church to kill him, um, but Mulder saves Mackey, and um, 
in the ambulance, Gracie tells Scully that it's Reverend Maggie who is the father of her baby and that he killed everybody else to keep them from knowing the truth and so that the blame would fall on Reverend O'Connor, the snake-handling preacher. Uh-huh. Um, then Mulder puts it together at the same time, tries to confront the Reverend Maggie, who locks the door and summons a bunch of snakes, um, but Scully saves Mulder, and um, Mackie disappears, joins another church in Connecticut, and, um, yeah, still does bad snake shit. So... We got snake handle and preachers, and that's about the only thing in common. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very nice. And that aired in the year 2000, so it's possible that maybe the writer heard about the story and was like, I should look into that. Could be. Some some snake handle and shit. Well, on that note, we're going to fucking Six Flags. Well, yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> Not to be confused with snake flags. <laughs> Which is the kind of red flags that you should see waving in the distance if you're thinking about marrying a guy who does snake handling. (laughs) Um, Tell them where to find us on the internet. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon, Queers for Fears Podcast, Twitter at Queers for Fears Pod, and you can email us, podcastqueersforfears at gmail.com, and we have a website, I think it's just queersforfears.com. Some request, yeah, request a case, because I have one about tomatoes and a big lesbian crush. And after that, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. So (laughs) they're like, what? Um, Yeah. So send us DM us or email us. That sounds, we sound ancient when we say that though. DM us. (laughs) Send us an electronic mail. (laughs) Thanks. I hope my teeth don't fall out on the roller coaster. So dumb. I've told you about that guy. My dad had a. My dad worked in insurance, and bless him, he just retired this past spring. Um, but he once had a claimant whose f- glass eye fell out on a roller coaster at Cedar Point. Yeah, yeah, in Sandusky, Ohio. And then we would often spend the night in Sandusky on the way to the East Coast to have summer break with my grandmother. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, one night my dad was just like you know making small talk with the receptionist at the hotel as he's like checking in or checking out or whatever because she was asking oh are you guys here to go to cedar point you know no we're just passing through but i did have a, a, cl- a claimant recently who lost his glass eye on the roller coaster and the um the hotel desk receptionist was like he stayed here she's like i remember that like i remember him coming back to the hotel at night and being like i lost my fucking glass eye on the roller coaster so hold on your eyeballs people how How? I closed my eyes on roller coasters, so <laughs> I think I'll be good. <laughs> I just Plus, like, your eyeball is attached. I'm just, like, screaming so hard that, like, they just sort of automatically close. <laughs> yeah, you your know? whole face scrunches yeah. up when you scream that loud. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, let's fucking go, baby. All right. Later, y'all. Thanks for listening. Stay creepy. Stay queer. Hang on to your eyeballs. Stay away from snakes. Bye. Bye.